It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Josh Bynes has been coming all night long, but then he pulls out. It's just hard. Hi, I'm Zach Booth, and this is Out of the Closet Sports, your weekly sports podcast where we talk about all things sports from the gay perspective. This week, I am very excited to have as a guest on the podcast, Josh Toll, at Josh, period, Toll, that's T-O-L-L-E. I'm a huge fan of this human being. He is the pride of the Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, man. And he is my friend. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. It really can be challenging to find queer people that want to talk about sports for 45 minutes or an hour. I was not expecting the text message over Thanksgiving (laughs) weekend to come do a sports podcast, but, you know, here we are. I I said you're the pride of the Cincinnati Bearcats. One thing I just wanted to touch on, we've gone into this on the podcast a few times. Did you have any relationship to the Cincinnati Bearcats when you were at CCM? I think I went to one football game, maybe two, and we had to leave at halftime to go do our um our hours put in our hours in like the makeup lab and sure. the backstage lab uh, but yeah that's the only time that I sounds think. about right i remember getting into an argument with a friend of mine at the university of michigan i was in her show in the student theater the black box theater and it was like the last one of the last saturdays of my senior year mm-hmm. and she fully expected to have a day of rehearsal which now as a professional i understand is like a completely normal expectation And I think probably for the first three years of my life at Michigan, I never would have questioned it. But for some reason that day I was in my power and I was like, the audacity, we have a home game. And that was the day I think I realized that Michigan changed me. Yeah. Well, I'm jealous of that because I wish I went to more football games. But the cool thing about Cincinnati is the stadium's open. That's what we talked about. It is. I went to visit with Jacob and he couldn't care less about the stadium. But well, I guess this was before because two years ago the Cincinnati football team was really good they were starting to get really good as I left yeah I think think they even made it into the into the college football playoff thing or at least they they were ranked in the top 10 for a while there and of course we know the Kelsey brothers of of Taylor Swift fame yeah been rocketed into stardom into the front pages of the newspapers due to their relations with Taylor Swift uh, I have Swifty fans now, so I have to make sure that I appease them. So, uh, of course, I've appeased you out. for the day. You can. My class thread blew up. Oh God, um, I can't imagine. As soon as it happened, obviously. Yeah. Well, the football relationship between Jacob and Cincinnati is non-existent. Uh-huh. But I was shocked when I got there, and I realized that the campus is like built up around the bowl that yeah. is the stadium. Like it, it, I can't even really describe it well enough. Like you're just walking down a path between these buildings and all of a sudden it's like it just sort of drops off to your side and there's the game. And I was like, were there people screaming when you were trying to have practice sessions and things like that? I don't remember that, but I definitely remember like 20 year old musical theater majors doing like ballet on the field, like jumping and spinning around when like other people were trying to throw frisbee and football and everything. So So we claimed it as our own as well. You could go on the field. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, see, if there I wasn't like practice, you could just go down there. It was crazy. The big house in Michigan, which is the largest stadium, oh, outdoor yeah. stadium in Huge. the country. Uh, I don't think we were allowed to go on the field. Because no. uh, so it was locked. Probably. But, we but were also just, it was far away. There were no so we doors. never tried. Oh, you could just. Oh, right. Because it's that's like, the thing that was like so shocking to me yeah. is that it, you're literally at the top of the stands. That's like, like you're the at the back of the, the seats is the mm-hmm. sidewalk. Wow. Just so run cool. down. People would work out that way too. Just like run up and down the stairs. Obviously um, it's like, I'm so I never did that. But. That you brought up the stadium because it really shocked me. And it just made me think how much fun it must've been for people that care about football to be in that it was school. Cool. Uh, and also just that it like really in my brain sets up the divide between like the theater school and the football stadium. Cause it's literally just mm-hmm. like down the hill. And ironically, one of the rehearsal spaces, like the real big, nice one, has these huge windows that overlook the entire stadium, too. So we'd be like rehearsing the main stage productions and not during a football game necessarily, but like looking out at the the whole stadium. I feel like it just must have like disrupt, especially now that they're good. It must disrupt the entire campus. Oh, I'm sure. Michigan games kind of would disrupt the campus, but in a way that it would be empty Mm -hmm. because it was on such a separate yeah. You know, you could walk, but it was a 15, 20 minute walk. That's normal, I feel like. And yeah, I think it is more yeah. normal. Um, this this is super unique. Yeah. And I really love it. The other so that came up on the podcast, and that is sort of Josh Toll adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other reason that you came up on the podcast was because Sam was a guest here. Yes. And the reason that Sam was a guest here was because I was at your wedding. Uh-huh. Congratulations. Thank you. And somebody like shoved Sam in my general direction, was like, Sam. Zach, Zach, Sam likes sports. And that was it. And uh, in preparing for this episode, I realized like it, it really does exemplify the experience that I have as a queer person that does care about sports mm-hmm. because it's like the way that straight people talk about their gay friends. I said mm-hmm. this to Sam. They're like, oh, I have a gay friend. Like, you two should bang. Yeah, it'll be exactly the same. Yeah. And this mm-hmm. was like, oh, you two talk about sports. You should hang out. But in this case, it worked out. It really did work out. Sam is one of my favorite people on the planet. And I, I think I asked if you guys talked about volleyball and how he like uh, tryouts, like basically broke his ankle and like continued to uh, to try out. You Audition, know, I almost said. <laughs> exactly. Mm, uh, he, didn't, he didn't bring that up. He, yep. he did bring up the fact that he got into one of the higher divisions in his tryout and that oh, his friends that had suggested that he play was like a little jealous. Oh yeah, that all tracks. Yeah. The first, we were on tour together, Sam and I, that's when we became like, best friends oh wow and my in tampa he we were out getting drinks a friendship born in tampa a friendship born in tampa and there were a huge traffic cone and he decided to try to hurdle them and i like i just met this kid and he went over that slammed his back knee into it flipped over on the concrete at like midnight you know sure that he's invincible there's also a video of him falling off a roof a, a low roof, okay. but like, yeah, on to another castmate. I truly need to see that. I'm really glad that we're covering this. He's going to be so happy. <laughs> he's going to be sure thrilled. He like, yeah, he's going to be thrilled. He thought he he thought he got away scot free. Yeah, I'm he sure didn't. he was protecting his image and um, um, tarnishing it. So I I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about like your recent history, aside from uh, getting married, which is mm-hmm. exciting. But you are a nurse. I am a nurse. Do I have to? Do you have a title? Do I have to call you like? I should have asked you this before. Is it like Mr. Nurse Toll? No. uh, You know. Okay. RN. Okay. Yeah, you have to say that after my name every time you speak to me. Okay. So our guest this week on Out of the Closet Sports is Josh Toll RN. There you go. And I have to shout out the wonderful journey that you have been on because I, I know from 
you going to CCM, which is an incredibly difficult program to get into. Mm -hmm. I know that my partner, Jacob, is a huge fan of your voice and your talent and of you, of course. But, you know, I met Jacob in 2019 Mm -hmm. and we went into the pandemic and I feel like I did not get to really meet the talent of his circle of friends because there was no performing. Yeah. There was nothing to do. Nothing. So he was like, well, this person and this person and this person, and that's what they do. And then it's like taken me a while to finally get to see people do what they do. Yeah. And in the pandemic, is that when you decided to go get your nursing degree or was it just before? It was kind of just before I'd sort of 2019. I'd sort of decided it was time to start like exiting stage left from acting. Um, And I knew I wanted to do, I knew the nursing thing was a good path because I knew somebody that did it and you can get it done really fast. I got a second bachelor's in 14 months once I went back to school, which is like really cool. Um, But the pandemic shuffled everything because I'm sure you're going to bring up my, my claim to fame now. Well, sure. Aside from being married to Ross. Well, that is my main Your second claim to fame. Yes. uh, Is. Is that you got to make after, well, after, okay, as I understand the story, is that it, after you go through nursing school, you have to get like placement, right? And this is like a big deal. Like once you get, is it sort of hard to get placement or am I, um, am I over-dramatizing? Well, I think it, we don't really get placed, not in the same way that people go to like medical school, but okay. it was just my first job. Oh, okay. Um, I thought yeah. it was like a place that you wanted to work specifically. It felt like placement because I did clinical rotations there. So I like knew everybody and was basically like, can I have a job? And they said, yes. Okay. But, but that you, was a good thing. That was you were excited thing. about that. Yeah. It was a place that you wanted to go to work. Yeah. I see you straight right. into it. Days, cool. all the things. And you got that job. Mm-hmm. And was it like, then what happened? Was it your first day? Was Literally, it the day you got the call from the hospital? Oh, first um, day of work. First day of work, like in scrubs for the first time in a professional capacity. And uh-huh. I got a voicemail at the end of the day. And that voicemail And that said, voicemail was like, want to come do this Broadway show that I'd done since 2017. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So Josh Toll, after deciding to, you know, hang up his tap shoes, or I don't know what you mm-hmm. say, his dance belt, his... All of it, I yeah, guess. all of it. was it. all in the closet. He, after he decided to exit, <laughs> <laughs> putting it all back in, in the, the closet. closet, after he decided to exit stage left mm-hmm. to hit the sidelines for a sports reference, there you, go. you get the call to come in and, and make your Broadway debut, and you had an incredible run with what I thought was an, a really fun show. It was I, fun, for sure. I really enjoyed it. I was so moved. I cried. Aww. I saw it the first time. And I was like overwhelmed and I still didn't really feel like super, you know, like deeply connected to your journey, Mm -hmm. you know, because with the pandemic and everything, I feel like it's taken me longer to get to know Jacob's like nearest and dearest. Yeah. Um, But it was really I was really excited for you, but I was genuinely moved by the show. Oh, thanks. And then uh, so you had a great part. You were in this like sort of like fierce dance ensemble that mm-hmm. sort of backs up the story. All these princes are like dancing around. Did we even say the name we of didn't, the show? Or the, no, we've really been, we've been <laughs> dragging out the lead or whatever. That. Here it is. Uh, the show is called Once Upon a One More Time. Did I get that right? You got it right, which okay. I was, I was nervous. Me but too. Most importantly is that the it Britney is the Spears. music of yeah. Britney Spears. The and Britney and Spears is, musical. Is known by its, um, is very small following sometimes as the Britney Spears musical. Yeah. The yeah. Britney Spears musical dancing, for days and I guess you've always been a dancer but Jacob has always sort of sold you as a singer Mm -hmm. and so the fact that you were up there just like dancing your face off was like really exciting and you also 
were the understudy or standby. What do they call understudy, it? Understudy. Yeah. Okay, I get those terms confused because in straight yeah, plays similar. we don't really have them. We just have understudies. Yeah. You were the understudy for the lead, which was played by Justin Guarini, mm-hmm. and I thought he was amazing. He was. But the day came when you got the call, and there were like thirty of your friends there, and yeah. I got to be there. And babe, you just like carried this show. I. It is shocking. It, it, it is shocking to see somebody do what you did. Oh, Zach. It thank truly you. is. And so I just thought that it was a huge flex. And I, I hope that it is something that, you know, sits in your heart in such a positive way as you've transitioned back into nursing Absolutely. and whatever that means for you. I just think that in many ways, well, certainly you were like, I mean, you were super fit, like running around up there doing all that dancing. <laughs> yeah. Where did that go? <laughs> it's still here. It, it's, yeah, it's fading though. Fading okay. fast. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure it's hard to like keep up with that. I mean, I mean, this is a great testament to what we were saying on those previous episodes. So, so you've had a harder time staying as fit when you're not up there giving me like video ho. Oh, yeah. I for... didn't have to do anything during that show. From the beginning of those rehearsals through the show closing, I ate everything I wanted. Wow. Burgers, pasta, pizza, cookies. And I never all I did was like lose weight or get more fit. And now, you know, I have two Thanksgiving dinners and I'm just wow. roly poly oly. Well, uh. <laughs> I, I, I guess that really is a testament to what we were saying, that it takes it takes a lot of athletic ability to be a Broadway star. <laughs> and you also brought the singing and you brought that acting. And I was truly moved. Oh, thanks, um, well, you're welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I look forward to just like chopping it up with you for the next, you know, half an hour or yeah. so talking about some exciting topics. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's leave it at that. Sure. We'll be right it. back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And we're back. So as I'm searching through the universe for guests to be on the podcast, I am always reflecting to Jacob, like what I'm thinking about and who I'm looking for. And and he always has really good suggestions, or I shouldn't say always, but sometimes he has good suggestions. (laughs) And the other day he suggested you. And obviously because we talked about your wedding already, like it's a little funny that in that context, like they were like, oh, Sam, sports, but no one thought to mention that you were sporty. Yeah. But I think that the reason that it was on the, the tip of his tongue, so to speak, mm-hmm. is because you had just posted that you were at a hockey game. Yeah. So you were home for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and home is Pittsburgh. Home is Pittsburgh. Yinzall Cranberry Township. It's from but... Pittsburgh. Yinzall, is that right? Uh. Uh, no, all Yinza from Pittsburgh. Oh, Yinza from Pittsburgh. But I don't have the accent, and I can't do the impression. Yinza's going to the Stellars game. Going downtown to the, to the Stellars. Downtown to the Stellars. My, my aunt goes. You want to drink a martini? Oh God, martini! I love that. Yeah, uh, yeah it starts to sound like Philly is. They're so far apart, mm-hmm. but they have such similar they sounds. Do. 
Uh, so you were at a penguins, right? But there's no, there's no like penguins. You know what I'm saying? No, like, no, penguins. no. It's the pens. Yeah, the pens. Oh, so you went to a pens game. Went Who did you go game. with? I went with um, my husband Ross, his very mm. first. We'll talk about that. My mom, um, my brother Colton, and his girlfriend. So Great. Ross had never been to any hockey game. Uh, he went to like. He was naming some minor league team okay. in Michigan, I want to say. Oh, wow. Or maybe it was growing up in Connecticut, but he'd never been to an NHL game. Wow. I, I was curious there just because I went to one hockey game in Michigan, and my biggest regret is not having tickets to the hockey games. They are insane. Yeah. That people say the most ridiculous, nasty things. Mm-hmm. You're so close to the ice in college sports. Yeah. They had these songs, these chants that would go on for like two minutes about the goalie's mother like they were really nasty and I was almost like, guys, this seems a little aggressive, but yeah. I guess it's just the way they roll. I guess. Chirping. Chirping. Oh yes, chirping. I learned that today. Yeah, we'll me get into too. it. We will. Mm-hmm. Uh so you were there with your your family mm-hmm. and your husband. Did that did did you clock that in any way as like a gay person that grew up around straight people that love sports? Like did it did it or was it just normal? It was a normal it was a pretty normal outing. Yeah. Um Ross is funny. He, uh, what did he say to me? He's like, I think I like hockey now. Oh, and I was like, okay, cool. Why? I, I asked him yesterday why, because he's brought it up a couple times, and he went, I like that it's cold. Oh, yeah, the cool. It's it's nice that it's cool in there. I was like, it doesn't sound like you care about <laughs> hockey. But he famously pretended, so he says, to like football for me for the first like year and a half to two years of our relationship. Wow. Like, would wear. Yeah, Steeler jerseys would wear and, you know, watch a game and cheer. And now he like, when I say I'm going to watch a game, he rolls his eyes and takes out his computer. The things people do when I, Jacob and I just went on vacation and we were in like in the ocean and he's like, he's very skeptical about getting into the ocean. As am I. And I remembered being in Miami with him on my birthday, the year that we met and he was in the ocean for hours on end. So, (laughs) you know, how people change. Uh, so do you, do you guys, are you like PDA folks? Do you like hold hands and kiss? Were you like kissing in the, in the penguins arena? What's the arena called? The PPG paints arena. Okay. Sure. PPG paints. PPG paints. If you want to, if you want to sponsor the podcast, PPG paints, we'd love to have you. Come on down. I'm not, we're not super PDA. I mean, I'm, I'm a hand holder. I don't know that I tried in there or not, but it depends on the neighborhood we're in in the city. If he'll let me. Did you feel at all like any sense of homophobia or any sense of awkwardness i felt as uh, the fans there was a lot of chirping going on around us but i didn't okay. sense i didn't sense any like no n- no real homophobia going oh, on good but you know ross and i you know we don't mean to but like it's there's a thing to be said about like blending in or not like yeah you know sure eye roll but there certainly is yeah. eye roll but it is it is a real thing and i think that a lot of uh, queer people that exist in sports spaces mm-hmm. do that absolutely they, quote blend in or they they find ways to minimize aspects of their personality or their expressions of themselves that might indicate that they're different. Yeah. And that's because they're getting bullied or they're getting judged mm-hmm. or they're just insecure, any of those things. Yeah. So I, I understand why you say it the way that you do, but I do not hold that against you at all. I think that any one of us that exists in these sports spaces um, can understand that. On that note, uh, I had been wanting to talk about this topic for a while, and you gave us the sort of perfect in okay. by posting that picture, which is that there is this professional hockey player named Luke Prokop mm-hmm. who is out. He is in the, I think, what is like the equivalent of the minor leagues. Um, yeah, it's like a 
it's threading the needle. He's like, what? On contract with the Nashville Predators. Yes. But playing games in the minor, is it the minor league? Yeah. AHL. Oh, yeah. But it, I see. I, I, I don't know enough about hockey, but there is the juniors mm-hmm. and then there's the minors. And I think he might have been playing on the junior league, but I think it still is part of the NHL, or at least I think it's still under the umbrella. Yeah, I think so. But anyway, he, he was drafted in 2020 by the Nashville predators. And a year after he told his team, uh, the sports, you know, world, anyone in the NHL and anyone in the public that, that he is gay. And he is the first, as you said, the first player under an NHL contract to do that. Yeah. And this season in particular, he did advance, and now he's playing in these AHL games, making him the first out gay player at that level. And that is one step away from uh, being in the NHL. So it's a big deal. And he was only 19 years old when he did it. That's a huge deal. It really is. That's scary. Yeah, I can't imagine Mm -hmm. having that much confidence in yourself. We talked about these minor league baseball players who came out, you know, they play, or sorry, they're not minor league, they were college baseball players. I think they were in Division Three, and they, they came out, they met, um, they were on opposite teams, rivals, and they fell in love, and oh, they came out. And where's was, that movie? Right, exactly. Or Hulu I'm, show. I'm, I've been like DMing that. them regularly, trying yeah. to get them to come on the podcast. No response? So no response yet. But you know how it is mm-hmm. on Instagram sometimes, like to get yeah. people's attention, like or people that don't navigate social media as celebrities like they are now don't realize that there's a whole folder somewhere exactly. of like messages that that's they've where never it seen. is yeah they'll see it someday i'm sure luke brokop is getting an insane amount of dms mm-hmm. so you know we've talked about the nhl a little bit because they've had these like pullback on their pride nights they started to ban this rainbow tape that players were using on their sticks and warm-ups now they've unbanned it we both listened to this podcast players own voice which is the cbc podcast uh, with anastasia Busis who was a speed skater, uh, an Olympic speed skater. Mm -hmm. And she hosts this really cool podcast. And she talked to Luke. And there were some things that I heard that I was happy to hear. One is that he, you talked about chirping, right? There's a lot of chirping in in hockey. And he said that he has not, in his estimation, been on the receiving end of any homophobia directed at him. He said he has heard some chirping uh, directed at other players that could be categorized as homophobic or offensive. And that in those circumstances that either his teammates have reported it or the people have come to him directly and apologized. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I would not have expected it to be such a clean slate of like nothing to report. It's yeah. it's really. And I also just like love the word chirping. I do want to say that. I do. Like I love chirping. No more um trash talk. I'm chirping. Yeah. And it, like, let's just call it what it is. It's a pretty gay way of talking about it. Like, I think yeah. from now on, we should start talking about that amongst our friend group on your on your college thread. Yeah, chirping. Everyone's chirping. Stop chirping at me. Or it's like, should... I don't really want to talk about X, but because I am never was never a Twitter person, but maybe... Okay. They're not tweets, they're chirps now. They're chirps. That's wow. That's where my mind went. We were talking about that on a previous episode. We were trying to figure out what we call them now. Yeah, what are they going to be? I think I was talking to Sam about it. Yeah. Wow, it's all connected. Chirps. They're chirps. Well, chirp, chirp, Luke Prokop. Happy for him. Yeah, I'm really happy for him too. There is... In my experience, there is this like weirdness around queer people liking sports, right? Yeah. We've talked a lot on the podcast about how there are so few out players, mm-hmm. especially in the male pro leagues yeah. in the United States. My experience as a viewer is a little skewed towards them, so we probably are oversaturated here on Out of the Closet Sports talking about that, but we are who we are. I have noticed that everyone that comes on here reflects on the fact that there must be way more gay players. 
And what Luke said that I thought was interesting on this podcast, he said that the environment is prohibitive to gay people participating. And so while that does seem obvious, I just want to like complete the circle that there definitely are probably more gay people in these leagues that are in the closet. I think we can say for sure there are. I think so for sure. I would say that my assumption that it would be anywhere near like the same proportion as we find in other occupations and other areas of expression, uh, I think that assumption is might be wrong. I think that that the culture around sport probably does eject a lot of queer people at a young age. I think, yeah, it's an interesting thing to think about because what is it? Ten supposed to be ten percent? Yeah, and, and maybe that's just like under the LGBTQ umbrella. I'm not sure, but right. Certainly not one in 10 NFL players or NHL players are, no. are in the closet. I don't think. And it's like you're saying, I think it's because ejection is the right word. Because, yeah. I don't know, I played some, I didn't even do like major high school sports. But that locker room, the way he talked about like locker room talk, like how mm-hmm. do you deal with that in like your adolescence? And even if you're really good at it, like yeah, that like eats away at you listening to people talk about that when you're trying to figure that out. and. I'm sure people are just like, it's not worth it. Yeah. And Anastasia was so great in this interview because she she did get to like, she was asking him when he came out and he mm-hmm. talked about being like 14 years old. And then she was asking him about his college career. And there was like, I forget exactly what it was, or not his college career, excuse me, his hockey career. And there was something that shifted in his hockey experience, like right around that time. I forget if it was that he went to another area to play on a different team. There, it like, it, Yeah, I think she said that he he did he like wasn't it like 14 or 15 that he went off like he left yeah. his parents just yeah. basically to start like training i guess or like playing in like some sort of league to get him where he needed to be to yeah. be in the nhl and i that, think he said that's when he started figuring out his sexuality yeah and that was and to, to is, for her to put like to pinpoint that intersection i thought yeah. was really helpful yeah i was also fascinated that he was the way he was talking about his brother i think mm-hmm. that that's not that's not uncommon for queer people either. And I think that, you know, that th- those relationships with our like straight family members can be really challenging, especially, you know, maybe for men, the masculine, the head of household vibe that you're supposed to like sort of step into if you are also in direct competition with your okay, sibling. Because yeah, he was a hockey player. Yeah. And where you fall in the sibling lineup too. Because like yeah. I was, I'm the oldest of three boys and I think... And we weren't in competition really sports wise, but compared to, I think being older is maybe easier yeah. in, in that sense. And as opposed to having like an older macho brother to have to like come out to, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, something else that is remarkable about this story is that we mentioned the team that he plays for, but the Nashville Predators, I mean, he doesn't play for them, but he's in their organization and Tennessee, I mean, Scary. stuff is dark down there dark. for the queers. We, Spoke a little bit on a previous episode about Dolly Parton and the way that she came out against those anti-trans bills yeah. uh, down there. I mean, it was, I won't say she came out against them. That was an exaggeration. She commented on it, which I think for her was a big deal, but we want more, Dolly. But yeah, Tennessee is a conservative state. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, um, forefront of like all the scariest things we hear about. I mean, Florida gets the rap it deserves, but yeah. Tennessee's like right there. It's right there. Right there. Yeah. And as a result, as a direct result of Luke Prokop's existence, mm-hmm. the Nashville Predators and other team owners are starting to try to encourage more inclusive events. Yeah, it's amazing. And it is like a, <laughs> it is a weird place to look 
for a safe space. Yeah. But uh, maybe... Like a sports organization within a deeply conservative state. That is yeah. not where you would think to you're look. Not like that's, you're trying that's... to ban drag <laughs> brunches. Yeah. And yeah. Please. But here we are. Well, um, Luke Prokop, we're... We're proud of you. We're grateful for you. I'm in awe of you, truly. Absolutely. And I look forward to following your career. I hope you continue to ascend the ranks and all your dreams come true. Ditto. And even if they don't come true in whatever traditional hockey way, I think that you are responsible for a lot of queer people's dreams coming true, which is that they get to see somebody in a space where they feel like they don't belong who is like boldly occupying yeah. that space. Cheers to Cheers Luke to you, Prokop. Man. And uh, we'll be back to chip a little bit more very soon. Chirp? Chirp. Ch- chip. I like chip oh, too, but we'll, we'll chirp in it. a second. Yeah, <laughs> We'll be back. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And we're back. So sticking with this hockey talk. Puck talk. Yeah, come on, puck talk. Puck talk. This <laughs> chirping. Mm-hmm. You never played hockey, did you? Um, no. We like we played like hockey in the cul-de-sac, rollerblades, like okay, street hockey. Sure. Yeah, but not like not on the ice. Hockey. Yeah, we didn't did. have the hockey rinks or anything like yeah. that. I my think my they... middle brother played. Did he play? I think he played ice hockey for a second, but maybe that was roller hockey too. Okay. I remember. Well, I never played it. I was a big hockey fan. Sports really played a therapeutic role in my life. I think in my adolescence, when I was anxious and sort of had a hard time going to sleep at night, I would often need to be listening to games. And if like the Knicks or the Rangers weren't playing, it was really tough because I was like, what am I going to listen to? Yeah. And at least one year that I can remember, I think it was 1994, that the Knicks were in the NBA Finals and the rangers were in the stanley cup final and so they were like switching over the ice to the court at the garden every night and i was having something to listen to so i was invested in hockey but i sort of fell off of paying attention to hockey until sean avery came along do you remember sean avery at all it's not a name that like yeah it doesn't it doesn't jump out Mm -hmm. right so Sean Avery was, he was a journeyman. I think he played on a lot of teams, but at one point he ended up on the New York Rangers and it was during the marriage equality moment here in the United States and not to reduce what was a lifelong struggle for some people to a moment, but there was certainly this like wave that started to happen. I think like 2010, 2011 Mm -hmm. before any of the, the laws changed when we were getting to Washington and, you know, Lady Gaga is screaming like, Obama, do you hear me? Or whatever it was. Um, But in the midst of all of that, this guy who I'd never heard of, Sean Avery, is like publicly saying that he supports marriage equality. Oh, wow. And I I just remember my jaw hitting the floor. Okay, he's hot. Work. Great. Yeah. But he's out there as an ally and like an aggressive ally. He's also not like in hockey, there are so many different styles of players. Did you ever play 
I don't know if you're like old enough. Did, original Nintendo. Oh, uh, yeah. So we played original Nintendo and there was a hockey game and there were like four body types that you could pick or there were three body types. You had four players and you had to pick three body types. Oh my God, that's funny. No. And they were all very different skill sets based on, you can sort of imagine. Yeah. It's like your Mario going. Kart. Yeah. Kart. Right. And like it's stronger, faster yeah. or a mix of both. Like whoever wants totally. that. But Sean Avery is definitely stronger. Like stronger. he was the enforcer for the New York Rangers for the years that he played with wow. them. And so this guy who was out there like kicking people's butts is actively coming out in support of marriage equality. It's amazing. Can we touch on that for a second though? Like that's something about hockey that blows my mind. That like fighting is like built yeah. into it. I kind of hate it. I mean, it is, I, I actually meant when we were talking about Luke Prokop, I was thinking like in a sport where that kind of aggressiveness, like yeah. that you're just going to stop and let the players beat each other up. Like yeah. it makes it an especially sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hetero is Erotic. the wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a fine line. Yeah. Um, toxic. I mean, it's yeah, toxic. Kind of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like yeah. really we got to, I don't know. I'm sure some people that they love that aspect of it, but no, I do think it is toxic. We talked about this in another episode of the podcast where we were comparing the sports and how gay they are. Yeah. And I was saying that I felt like hockey is super straight, if anything, just because of the fighting. Yeah. I don't like it. And there were even parts of the Luke Prokop podcast that we listened to where I could hear that in him. He was talking about his brother at some point, And I think he said, well, that's not going to go well for him. He was talking about like having him come train with him or something. Yeah. There, were, there was like another moment where he was talking about people being homophobic. And he sort of like made it very clear that like that wasn't going to go well for them. Which I understand and I support. You know, I am not here to like police at all. Yeah, totally. But right. I just do not like people fighting each other. Like violence generally. Yeah. Like, unless it's like that is the sport. Sure. If you're doing like MMA or boxing, which. Yeah. Or I'm going to take you off, to, but you want to talk about erotic, homoerotic. In high school, when my friends used to like have MMA, mixed martial arts on, on TV, watching yeah. these guys like pin each other to the ground. You in, know like, what they call shorts. it? What do they call they it? They call it mounting. Mounting. They of course mount they do, because that's what they're doing. Hello. And I actually have this deeply burned memory into my mind. You know, I was in the closet. I was in high school and I, this was on and, and we were like half watching it and I said out loud. Because I thought it was just such a obvious thing that I was like, this is the most, this is erotic. Like, this is the most homoerotic thing I've ever seen. And all these straight guys, not, it wasn't a big room. It was like my best friends. But they looked at me like I was crazy. But then that's why it's burned into my memory. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, I really should not have said that out loud, I guess. <laughs> but I really thought it was like saying the sky is blue. Yeah. There is actually no harm in saying what you're saying. And I think that really is one of like the the elemental reasons why the sports world is so toxic is because you're not even allowed to say anything that is like remotely gay. It, it, yeah. People are so threatened in this place where these men have defined their masculinity so aggressively. They are heroes. They are men and women. Excuse me. I don't want to just make it about men, but it, in my understanding is that professional male sports are far more homophobic. Uh, mm-hmm. that and that would be my guess yeah but that these men like who are in the traditional sense of the word peak masculinity are literally the most fragile yeah you, if you just left space for people to say gay things and not like eject them from the sport yeah i think you would have first of all you'd have a much larger fan base second of all you'd have a much more 
diverse group of athletes playing mm-hmm. like you wouldn't lose all of them to the to the chorus of broadway yeah you'd get to keep a couple of those dancers and good for you i mean come yeah. on athletes, a ballet like dancer on the ice there i want to see that in figure skating yeah well you know sean avery just you know trying to clean up what is an unsafe space so anyway i was curious about sean avery and i i did a little dive just to see like where is sean these days sean has a great podcast but Sean joined the board of directors of something in 2012 called Athlete Ally. So it's like backing up what he was saying. And Athlete Ally educates athletic communities at all levels. So sports governing bodies, teams, individual athletes. So it educates them to understand obstacles to inclusion for queer people in sports, how they can build inclusive communities. They hold trainings from front office staff down to players. Uh, with institutions like the NBA, NCAA, MLB. So, like, they're truly doing the work. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, they, ha- you know, they help with things like hosting Pride Nights when all that was happening. I'd be curious to talk to them right now as these sort of Pride Nights are shrinking and see uh, see how they, how they feel that's going, how they're yeah. holding up in the face of homophobia. Yeah. They have something called the Athletic Equality Index to measure LGBTQ inclusion policies and practices in the NCAA's Power 5 conferences, which, oh. like, I think that is a large step towards inclusivity mm-hmm. by measuring, by yeah. paying attention, by know using it. statistics. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what we have to do like in, in political spaces. Of course. Just to know without the stats, like how are you going to know where you're going, where you need to grow, where you need to get to. Yeah. I also, I wondered, do they work, is it all professional sports they work for? No, they, they well, I mean, college is college, technically not yeah. professional. I just but. think about we like with, getting in on the ground floor these locker rooms in like high school and stuff yeah like are enough coaches i don't think enough coaches say like stop saying that yeah in that the would locker be, rooms. and that would be the best place to do it yeah that's when we would model trickle this good down. behavior yeah i don't really love that no. turn of phrase but no. maybe this will trickle down maybe it will we'll see <laughs> uh one of the things they sort of champion on their website is that in 2016 they organized Boston sports teams to support the mass public accommodations bill and worked with the NBA, NCAA, and ACC to move games and championships out of North Carolina over the uh, passage of HB2. So, yeah. like, they're, they are looking at political movements in cities and they are engaging the sports teams in those areas on behalf of the causes that they think are important. Yep. So, I don't There's know. so much money. Yeah. Like hosting a super bowl or hosting it like when if you they're like we're not gonna i think that might have been a discussion at some point somewhere too it's yeah, like I we're th- not having the super bowl here if you're gonna i want to say it was the nba all-star game yeah. in north carolina yeah, i think it was tracks. about hb hb2 yeah and that kind of money ripped bill. out of the state it's yeah. a, it's like such a huge powerful um you know collateral it really use. is so you just really do see that pendulum swinging back and forth and i think that uh because of people like sean avery because of athlete ally uh we have a hope of maybe gaining some permanent ground but i encourage everybody to go check out the athlete ally website yeah, that's amazing I'm keep going that to. conversation going and yeah we'll be back awesome with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. 
Learn more at marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And we're back. So we were talking about fighting in hockey. Yeah. And I wanted to just shine a little light on this short documentary that is available on Sky Sports about Lauren Price. So she is a British and Olympic boxing champion. And she is out and openly in a relationship with another woman. And so this documentary called The Lucky One is available to watch now on Sky Sports YouTube. And she, I guess she has a fight coming up on December 10th. As I said, I don't really love boxing. You're kind of into boxing? No. No. But you kind of like MMA? No. (laughs) You know what (laughs) it is? I actually, I have this habit where late at night sometimes... I will go into like a a YouTube hole where I'll watch like MMA fights or like sometimes like street fights. I don't know what it is about it. Yeah, the violence of it all. I mean, it's not something I seek out. Yeah. My brothers used to watch wrestling like WWE and I hated that phase. Yeah. It's like, why is this on TV? Yeah. Yeah. That wrestling I didn't really mind so much because it was so fake. Yeah. And they're like obviously just grabbing on each other. Um, But anyway... Lauren Price, if you like boxing, or you just are interested in in a incredible queer pioneer. Yeah, I'm interested in her. Yeah, even if I'm not interested in boxing. I'll yeah, have to watch. She talks about her relationship with fellow boxer Caris Artingstall. I hope I'm saying her name right. Also, the Rainbow Laces campaign for LGBTQ plus inclusion in sport that's currently uh, receiving its annual activation. I believe that is a, a British campaign. And I love the name. Yeah, it is. Rainbow Laces. Yeah, we perfect. love that. I, I think I did read an article about an out queer referee who oh, yeah. referees football. Football. Soccer football. matches over there across the pond. And uh, that person was reflecting that one of the reasons that they felt able to come out was because of this Rainbow Laces campaign. That's awesome. Um, and another thing that Lauren focuses on in this documentary is the wider perception for many observers is that homophobia is, is still, it's pretty prevalent in a lot of sporting environments. And, um, there is a a survey that was done by Walnut ICM. So it was done for the charity Stonewall, which runs that rainbow laces. Uh And that survey said that only a third, 33% of the respondents to the survey agreed that competitive sports is a welcoming environment for gay and bisexual, uh, well, this says gay and bisexual male sports personalities. When the same question was asked about lesbian and bi female sports personalities, the result was only slightly higher, 36%. So still only a third of respondents saying that it is a a safe space, yeah. which makes it even more important why somebody like Lauren Price is putting her story out there. Yeah, it's amazing. I I don't know what I would have guessed how many people would say that it's, I think one in three makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I feel like that's high. Maybe, you know, what's funny is I think it sounds high for on the male side of things and 36% maybe sounds a little, little low. low. Yeah, on the female side of we things. We just, uh, I just have more faith in women, their Truly. ability to. Yeah, I don't know. We should let them lead. Yeah, everything. Connect and uh, with people, accept people. Yeah, and it makes me reflect back on the conversation we were having a little bit at the the top of the podcast. But it is 
again, I use this word a lot here, remarkable to me, that you and I hadn't had any kind of sports conversation before we engaged on doing this episode of this podcast. Mm -hmm. And, but we both care about sports. Yeah. Right. Like I, I do. I, I spend a lot of time in the summer and the fall playing sports in my softball league. I go to an incredible amount of Yankee games. I think I've had like a partial season package for almost 15 years now. I want to go. We should go anytime. It's so much fun. I walk from my home. Yeah. And I also like when, when Aaron judge was going to like break the home run record, I think I went to like six games over the course of like a week and a half. I didn't see him hit one home run, but I think I went to six games. I, I'm really invested and I care, but I just wonder if part of the reason that we hadn't talk, talked about it is because we care in a different way. Like there's two sides of this that I want to explore. One is I think we care in a different way. And what I mean by that is that because of our queerness, because of the lives we've had to live, the way we've had to navigate these spaces, that we don't support or talk about sports in such a aggressive way. I think the conversation about sport that I was raised on is a toxic, masculine, angry, aggressive, this is my team, your team sucks kind of thing. And I just don't see us engaging that way. We would engage that way about drag race. Yeah. Or, you know, like. But uh, would we? I I do think that people get like get into it. If the stakes are high enough. Yeah. So that's one, the season. one side of it is the way that people engage. And I guess... Is it the assumption that if I meet a gay man, it's the assumption that sports are not a priority yeah. in their lives? Is yeah. that just a like baseline assumption? I think so. I feel like it probably is. Yeah. Unless you're meeting... Unless you are at a bar and you see some... You know, they're watching the game or something like that. Yeah. But I also think that there is a side of it that has to do with the way that we relate to each other and mm-hmm. how we are willing to be intimate and vulnerable with each other. Yeah. Like queer men that are friends. What am I trying to say? What I'm getting at is that I, I want to explore moving forward. The idea that we are better, better. We are more used to being vulnerable with each other. For sure. And so when we engage intimacy, friendship, those things sort of like start to bubble up to the surface as we get to know people. And that isn't threatening to us as queer people in the same way that I think it's threatening to straight people. And I think that straight men in particular have sports. It's what they can talk about with their buddies. It's a way in. Yeah. And without seeming gay, you know, but even if they don't do that in a homophobic way, I think it's without seeming soft, without seeming weak. It's a, it's a, definition of a safe space for yeah. two, you know straight men to that don't know each other well or whatever find a way to connect i mean yeah. if you i feel like even on like it's almost it's a stereotype of on, on a movie when like the the boyfriend meets the girlfriend's family that like the dad and the the boyfriend will talk about sports like you know what's your team yeah it's just a go-to and it's not yeah. a go it's not a go-to for gay men so no and, and i even find myself with straight people reaching for it. Yeah. So it's possible that this discussion is just a reflection of my own like bias and limitations. But like with, uh, you know, Jacob's stepdad, for example, like we do like to talk about sports. Yeah. I enjoy engaging in it, but I also know that it is something that we have in common that we can talk about. But I also talk about sports with his mom as well. 
Uh, so I, I think that like, you know, it's not a hard and fast rule, but definitely something I'm curious about exploring as we continue to unpack the world of the queer perspective of sports. Yeah. I'd be curious to just like the friends in my circle that I've never had a conversation about it. Maybe just ask. Yeah. Like you got a team. Some of them will look at me like I have three heads. I'm sure. But there'll be one in there that'll be like, yeah, I watch, even if it's like some like sports that I don't really watch. It's like, I know people like love tennis and things like that. Like when that, when the U S open was here, I, there were some people that I found paying attention to that. That was like, Oh, you know, shocking kind of, or just, I never, I didn't know. And again, it's mostly like a gay dude that I just didn't, wouldn't think was into sports. Maybe. I don't know. I just didn't know. Well, that's our homework. We're going to go out and find ourselves in the gayest space that we possibly can Perfect. and just turn to the person sitting to your right and say, so what's your favorite team? Yeah. Why don't we bring like a football and a soccer ball to Fire Island, like bring it on the ferry <laughs> and just see if we can start like a game of catch with people. Oh, I mean, it is an interesting social experiment. have an idea what's going to happen there. Yeah. I mean, it could go one of one way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I look forward to hearing your stories about footballs on fire island okay i'll let you know (laughs) we'll be back this episode is brought to you by la quinta by window your work can take you all over the place like texas you've never been but it's going to be great because you're staying at la quinta by window their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead and after you can unwind using their free high-speed wi-fi tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book your stay today at lq.com and now it's time for my favorite part of the podcast, game time. Which I didn't know was a thing until I got didn't here. Didn't know it was a thing. It okay. was a secret game time. Uh, right. So we talked a little bit about your background of playing sports. Yes. So you were a swimmer. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were a track and field star. What was your event? I did. I sprinted. I did sprints. Like 150? 100 and 200. Wow. And then I did the four by one, but I was just like solid in that second heat, like never, never the star, but I was like, okay. Okay. And then you did play a little soccer. Yeah. Growing up, like but every kid. F- football is sort of more the sport that you feel the most connected to. Well, interestingly, cause I never played football. My parents were kind of like, don't do that. Yeah. Well, um, it's so dangerous. And, uh, and also kind of, it was the scariest. I think it felt the most manly oh sure you like yeah. soccer whatever it felt a little inaccessible to me yeah but i'm definitely most into watching football but okay. never played so i'm just going to take swimming track and field and football okay and i'm just going to say mary kill i had a feeling that's yeah. where this was going yeah but what mary- other what are, there's another way to say that isn't there um that's like less less hardcore mary kill i don't know no, that's it. No, f- Mary Kill. F- Mary Kill. We f- can Mary do it. Kill. Can... Josh Toll, welcome to Fuck Mary Kill Out of the Closet Sports Edition. All right. Swimming, track and field, football. Swimming, track and field, and football. I would kill track and field. Okay. I think. Okay. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I would kill track and field. I had a great time doing it. I love watching it on the Olympics, but not as much as I love watching swimming. Mm-hmm. And swimming is like too sexy to not marry. Like, just like this you know the speedos alone yeah i think the reasoning for killing track and field is actually in the reasoning for fucking swimming or football or marrying one of the other i think i'm fucking swimming yeah i had a feeling it's just so fuckable yeah it's 
I don't, I mean, I don't know how much to say. I yeah. mean, there's like very little clothing. It's wet and wild. It's swimming. We're going to yeah. fuck it. So we're fucking swimming. We're killing track and field, which means I'm marrying football, which I'm a little conflicted about because really, I don't know, but I have to marry it because it is my, like, it's the only fandom that I, it's what I like go to the bar and watch a game. Like I need it for life. Yeah. You know I feel I mean? like that's a pretty easy answer for you. I, I don't, I don't know why you're struggling I'm with not, marrying football to I, me. It's like, that's who you're going to wake up to. I worry about the health of people that play football. That's why. Yeah. It's the but nurse think coming about out. a marriage, you're like really concerned about the other person. You're just, just like, what's up with your health? Are you, you know, when they like have, you no, know, you can't have that. Your cholesterol. Like at 50. <laughs> yeah. From all the high impact. It is awful. I don't know, just be careful. Everybody. Well, that is the reason that I probably would kill football. Yeah, and it's scary. I'd never I th- let my kid play football. I think I would. I think I would marry. Mm, it's really hard. I want to have sex with swimming. Yeah, for like, sure. Like I deeply want to have sex with swimming as a culture, as a sport, mm-hmm. as a locker room, as a speedo, yeah. as a moisture, as a diver. Mm-hmm. Uh, all Different of those sport, things. Well, you're you're you're. you're uh, you dive in swimming. You dive off the blocks. But oh, I I, I see. I always I'm just, just getting specific through the diving in with the swimming. So they're different. That's even okay. hotter. I, I can't have the divers. You can't okay. have them. All no. right. So I'm I'm sleeping with just the swimmers. But if you dive, I'm not speaking to you. No. And I'm marrying track and field. And this is what I have to say about track and field is I I run a lot, mm-hmm. and I frequently run by like hot older men oh for sure like i love like a 65 year old running daddy who's just like with those shorts something about running shorts too you know the ones that sort of like overlap just a little bit Uh they like cut up high and it's like they're not even connected on the sides you hope in your (laughs) in your little hopes and dreams or like yeah yeah so i think that's that's for me all right so we disagree but that's all right we can we can do that yeah um up next mary kill Let's do Hometown Edition. Let's go Steelers, Penguins, Pirates. Okay, well, I'm killing the Pirates. Killing the Pirates. It's just baseball's not my thing. Have you ever gone to that stadium? I, it's gorgeous. It's so nice. Oh, my God. I would love to have a party there. I, ha- <laughs> I would love to go drink there. Yeah. I'd love to, you know, and enjoy the view. It's beautiful. But This the- is why professional sports teams don't waste any money on yeah. us. <laughs> Maybe. We're no. proving them right. No. Yeah, no, I'm killing the Pirates. Okay. I, I mean, I, love a, I want to go to the Yankees with you. I'd have a great time. Sure. I like the fireworks, but it's, I find baseball kind of boring. Okay. Um, Fair enough. And the Pirates have been bad since I was born. Yeah, they have been bad for a long time. I think they maybe won the World Series in the early 90s, which is my baby, baby dumb. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that far back. Don't quote me, seriously. It's okay. Okay, so we're out there. So now I have to either. Steelers and Penguins. Am I? I feel like I'm going to go on the same logic. I'm marrying the Steelers as it's a long-term thing for me. Yeah. That's yeah. so boring, but I'm marrying them because I know them the best. We've had we've had time to get to know each other, you know. You yeah. know what I'm getting into, and I'm fucking the Penguins for sure because they're 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 a sexy team. We've they won are. like three World Series since 2009. Or World Series helped Stanley Cup. <laughs> Jeez, um, since 2009, Sidney Crosby. It's like Sidney Crosby. Yeah, come on, yeah. And hockey players, I think I don't know. Do you think they're hotter than football players? Oh yeah, I think so. I too. certainly do. I think, I think overall. I think that the there you know I was criticizing hockey earlier because of the fighting. They're but burly. the fighting is allowed. If the fighting was allowed in the NFL, it would be insane. It would be. They wouldn't behave. There would be no like and, and there's there is a sort of sense of 
like normalcy or I don't know what what just gamesmanship in the fighting and hockey where like they're like we're gonna just hold each other and swing 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 and then when it's over it's over yeah right I don't think they would ever walk away in the NFL I think somebody would die legs would be broken I agree so just, I get that. So yeah. you you killed the pirates. I killed the pirates. You married the Steelers, and you slept with the Penguins. Yeah, I'm sleeping with the Penguins, but not during playoff season because I don't like when they all start growing those beards. Oh sure, that's you're my not friends a beard in high school used to do that. And you can imagine how that looked. Like the On long people beards? that were like, because like Ross has a, a tight. No, beard. I love a beard, okay. but like they get they. I think the whole idea, unless it's changed, I remember right. this from high school. You grow it, you don't shave it through the don't whole shave. playoff yep. season. Yep. It look terrible. It is. It can be gross yeah. or it can be great. I remember the Philadelphia Phillies in the 90s. John Crook was their, like, you know, big hitter. Was he a first baseman? Anyway, they, they didn't shave for the playoffs. And I remember just being like, that's weird. Well, some look so handsome and like, yeah. okay, man. Some, and some no. look Some look like if I did that. Do you know James Harden, the basketball player? Yeah. Yeah, he has. We were talking about this on the podcast. He has a great beard. Yeah. It's so it's it's so sexy and it's what makes his story gay even though he is so decidedly straight. Uh the <laughs> groomed beard makes him a little gay. Yeah. I think I would I think I would kill football. I I've, I've had a real like love-hate relationship with football for a while now. Yeah. And I think that I would definitely sleep with hockey for yeah. sure. And then yell at them for fighting, and I would, I would marry baseball. Yeah, because I, knew you were gonna I say just love it's so it's so interesting to be so opposite. Well, I maybe... love sitting there and just taking it all, and you know that actually sounded a little sexual. Didn't I, it? I, the tone of your voice took it there, <laughs> and, but yeah, maybe with a hot dog. Yeah, you can take a the big beer, f- big foamy. Do you know beer. about? About the pirates, the pierogi race. Oh no! Well, they dress up as pierogies and There's, they run around the outfield. I guess I do know. They about run it. around the. I guess is it the whole outfield? No, it's probably just the baseball diamond. Oh, it's, oh, maybe it's the not. infield. I, they, I feel like they don't let anything like that happen on the dirt. Right. They only they keep them out on like the far far grass. It so must they don't be the outfield. Mess up but the yeah, team. it's a pierogi race. All right, that was probably my favorite part. Well, <laughs> which goes to show I do love a pierogi. Oh, any day. Do they have them at the same? I guess I got to go back and get a pierogi. Oh, in, in Pittsburgh for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's do let's do one more round. Let's do a let's do a Steelers edition. Now I got to see. Do I want to give you? Do I want to give you your youth or do I want to give you contemporary? I I'm think gonna, you. Uh, yeah, I want to go for your youth. I think youth. That's is what better. I want to do. Um, I'm gonna give you. Okay. Uh, you know, I was gonna put Roethlisberger in there, but I have to say he's kind of canceled for me. He's killable. I know there were a lot of those. There were rape allegations oh, against yeah. him. I'm pretty sure. That I don't like him. Yeah, it would be an easy kill. So let's stick with Heinz Ward. Okay. The luscious locks of Troy Palomalu, star okay. of the Head and Shoulders yes. campaign, and the bus, Jerome Hong Kong, Bettis. Jerome Bettis. Oh, this see, we've gotten to one that's a little hard. I yeah. Think. Oh, I don't want to kill any of them. No, I love why them would all. you? But you're gonna have to. Somebody has to die, Josh. Somebody one of them has is like serious die. marriage material. Do you know which one? Mm. Could you guess? I don't. I can't. Heinz Ward. Yeah. Is he is just like the smile? I can just see him like getting a t- like getting a touchdown and just gracious, like one of the best players ever on yeah. the Steelers. So good. So cute. So just like nice. So I'm gonna marry 
Okay. Marry Heinz. Marrying Heinz Ward. I probably Ward. really would marry Heinz Ward, yeah. Okay. Heinz, if, if you're out if there. If you're out there and want to. Josh is already married. Me, we can move to the Utah <laughs> or something. Um, what else? We love it. We love it. Uh, Heinz Ward, marry. Um, fucking kill Bettis and Troy. Mm. I, was, I think this says a lot. That I have to think? No. What, you're, what you say is going to say a lot about you. But they say different things. Mm-hmm. I gotta, f- like, uh, I gotta fuck Palomalu. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But like killing Jerome Bettis is like killing the soul of the Steelers. It really and is. And I think he'd take really good care of me. I'm gonna oh, switch. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck Jerome Bettis. But I'm it's gonna just kill one Palomalu. night. It's not like you're marrying him. I know, but it's still that's. I'm gonna do it. You know what I was thinking? I'm gonna kill Troy. I was thinking that if you said that you wanted to sleep with Jerome Bettis, that that was a sign that you were probably a top. And that if you said you were going to sleep with Paul Amalu, that it was a sign that you were a bottom. And just I think because those... I think Jerome Bettis' booty is insane. That is the one thing I remember about that man. Oh my God, you're right. Now, I also don't really believe in those labels. And totally. people can be whoever they want to be. I am as versatastic as they come. Yeah. But uh, yeah, something about Jerome Bettis' big old bus big just old made me think, bus. yeah. You wanna you wanna tap that. But you saw where my like I know, you were a I, little I, bit like come I think, on Troy. I think my Pittsburgh well You wanna pull that hair. Yeah. I think I would really rather <laughs> find Troy Palomalu. Sure. So maybe okay. you're on to something. Okay. But <laughs> but I actually like I think as like a born and bred Pittsburgher, yeah. I don't think I can kill Jerome Bettis. Fair I think enough. I would like be locked out of the city. Yeah. So I'm going to stick with killing Troy. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I, I'll fuck him. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do to me in Pittsburgh, but I, I would I would throw Heinz Ward off the cliff. I would marry Jerome Bettis, and I would I'm definitely go a couple of rounds with, with Troy Palomalu. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, all right. There you have it. You win. I win. Pittsburgh we wins. Win. Yeah. <laughs> we win. <laughs> the great city of Pittsburgh wins. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, that's all the time we have this week on Out of the Closet Sports. Josh Toll, thank you so much for coming and joining us. Thanks, Zach. Thanks for having me. It was so fun. Yeah, we really look forward to hearing how it goes when you go out to your circle of gay friends and start asking them what teams they root for. I'll let you know. Or my Fire Island excursion. All right, we'll (laughs) be back. No, (laughs) that's not what you say. You don't say you'll be back. We'll say, that's all, folks. That's all, all, folks. (laughs) How am I going to land this plane? All right, well, thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to tell your friends all about How to the Closet Sports. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review. You know, all the things. All the things. We appreciate it. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.